<laughs> Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. This is a this is a rough one. Uh, I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and we don't want to do this. <laughs> so, uh, it's Riverdale, and it is a flashback episode. And boy, do we love flashback episodes! I mean, if there's one thing, one thing our listeners know, they know how much I care about dates and times and ages and Riverdale flashback episodes break all of that. It's almost like, <laughs> like the, the show proceeds almost like it's wants to be very thematic. Like it's like, Oh, the times don't matter. It's more about like what the feelings that need to be evoked are you know or like how in that would be totally fine if that's what they wanted to do, but they get real specific about things. Well, <laughs> and like it's not even when you have those very high melodrama like soap operas where it's like where they do retcons all the time, and this feels like a retcon almost. Like if they those ones, even when they did retcons, it wasn't like they were actually like going through and being and like changing up times. Like oh, this person was dead, but actually there was their brother who was pretending to do this. Even those shows which are like wildly crazy with the things that they do there still feels like this internal consistency Mm -hmm. and this just feels like we're lacking internal consistency look kevin and i did a thing after watching this episode that we are sure the writers did not do before writing this episode and that thing that we did is we went and watched the midnight club yeah because this one this episode and the midnight club together paint a picture of insanity (laughs) there is no way these two episodes can exist in the same universe and i tried i tried to forgive riverdale i was like maybe it's because there's different narrators yeah oh yeah i'm I'm like man if if i had more trust in this show i could be like oh it's unreliable narrators you know each um each person who's flashing back and who we're seeing the past through their lens uh, is shading it in their own way. But it just feels like we're, I feel like we're supposed to take both of them at face value. Like yeah. they weren't lying. But, you know, we literally watched both of these episodes back to back. And Kevin and I have had numerous text messages back and forth. We cannot figure out where in like the chronology of the Midnight Club this episode fits in. Is it before? Is it after? Is it during? <laughs> it cannot be. The two yeah, each, things cannot exist in the same universe. Yeah, each one of those answers comes with another slew of questions. So, hey, maybe you, our dear listener, have been able to figure it out. Or maybe you're just going to be like, guys, it doesn't don't matter. Think, don't, don't think about it so hard. I can't. I can't not think about it. <laughs> out this so hard maybe it's supposed to be like the simpsons where like every origin story remains true like how now when you met when you it, see um marge and homer meeting it takes place in the late 90s no, Aaron, that that kind of this is set up like despite the fact that the show is very like quote unquote grounded and gritty it feels like a sitcom it feels like the simpsons being like oh it, no now we'll show you their origin story somehow even yeah. though it's <laughs> Seven years later, eight years yeah, later, yeah. I guess, because it's season three, the same year is further back in the past. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. Like, this oh, should take man. place in 1997, but instead, it doesn't. All right, well, let's uh, let's get into what this is, as we've been talking about, uh, because this is Riverdale, season five, episode 12, Citizen Lodge. So for all the references to um, Citizen Kane that will happen in the title and in this first little scene here where we get Hiram, like, waking up, this is the Godfather. Yeah, Th- this, this, this is a is... less good Godfather Scarface. Yeah, but this is, like, what the ref- what they're referencing, really. It's not Citizen Kane. They're like, oh, what's his rosebud? What's his reason for doing this? He's compared to Scarface and, like, a lot of famous gangsters. It's his origin story. Mm-hmm. But you know what I took from the beginning of this episode? Yeah. Mark Consuelos' body makes me uncomfortable. Interesting. It's too sinewy. 
and okay, he- and ripped. I mean, it's fine. Obviously, his body is fine. He has an excellent body for a fifty-year-old man, and good for him. He obviously <laughs> cares a lot about that. But it made me uncomfortable seeing it this much. You don't, you don't like the sinewy body. He also wakes up shiny, <laughs> and he remains shiny for the entire episode. Anyway, the sort of the point of this entire thing is that shockingly little is known about Hiram, which is true. I <laughs> well, mean, like, in some us, ways. <laughs> to us, like us, the reader, like the the watchers were like, yeah, shockingly little is known about him. We assumed like the town that had grown up with him had a lot firmer <laughs> grasp of, of his life. But we will but, we will be found to be wrong. Yeah. As Jughead says in this voiceover, what is his purpose for destroying Riverdale? And we will not learn that. Yeah, we will not get an answer to that. He tries to explain it to us, but uh, I think the summary of it is Hiram screwed up. Okay, so this opening sequence is not just Hiram. It's also Reggie and his dad, Marty. And it's the those three people switching between two locations. They're either at the car dealership or they're in Hiram's office. And the summary of all this is really just that Reggie can pay off Marty, Marty being his dad, Marty Mantle, his <sighs> debts. But he wants to keep working for Hiram. He wants to be a real like gangster. He wants to be a real partner. We and- also learn that Reggie is like really good at selling cars, which is not a surprise to anyone. But Reggie is based on nostalgia and creating a moment yeah versus <laughs> versus his dad who's like hey you don't want to be ashamed in front of your son right this is how we learn about <laughs> these characters yeah i i'm interested in the fact that hiram when reggie was like this like like oh i want to be you know i want to be more involved i want to be i want to be a made man uh hiram was like I'll get you a privileged place. Like, wasn't he already the head of your security in Riverdale? Yeah, isn't he the he was, only person you trust? He, you sent, he walked around, <laughs> he walked around a swamp with a shotgun. He like, burned the, down a maple grove for you. It didn't work because of yeah. wind, but he did it. <laughs> yeah, so it's weird, that, it's weird that he's being treated like, well, what we see see Hiram was like just like a delivery boy doing some stuff for the for the dawn. No, you he was the essentially the real sheriff of the town. What now, is this? We have like I feel like Riverdale has forgotten who Reggie was because in the first couple episodes he was the rich kid with all of the cars. Now it turns out, remember last season we were like, oh, Reggie's going to community college. That's weird. Yeah. It turns yeah. out his family is in fact very poor. And he's yeah. kind of a loser. The The interesting thing is, like, so of all, all the characters who are kind of changed from their comic uh, original versions to uh, the this CW Riverdale version, and that's fine to be expected, mm-hmm. no one has been changed as much as Reggie Mantle. He is unrecognizable from the Reggie Mantle in the comic books. Absolutely, which, which is fine. Sure, but he's, I guess. He's not a rich prankster who's in love with Veronica. Which, which is why he's sort of now the sta- he's the stand-in for the writers to be able to do whatever they want because he has no character. He's just a a thing for the writers to do whatever they want. <laughs> and sweet Charles Milton is trying so hard. Reggie will have yeah. like several monologues during this episode. He has one where he tells his dad that he stayed until now, but now he he's ready to become his- a self-made man. He also tells his dad. Because he says, you know, you beat me when I was a kid. You know what Hiram never did? As far as, I love what they may have to say, as far as I know. As far as I know, he never laid a finger on his wife or daughter. And I'm like, ooh, I mean, not directly, but he definitely put out hits on his wife. And potentially and, his daughter. And mentally manipulated his daughter, so. And framed his daughter's boyfriend for murder and also tried to murder his daughter's boyfriend. But, but to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're not supposed to take that. That's just how Reggie sees Hiram. And he just made me be like, oh, yeah. Most people don't know all the <laughs> weird stuff that goes on between Hiram and Veronica. And Reggie's just like, he seems like a nice dude to his family. Even though know. Reggie, like, worked for Veronica. Reg- Hang on. Wait, wait a second. Hiram wait. beat up Reggie. Remember when Reggie was a rum runner? Hiram's well, goons beat him numerous times while he was rum running. Does Reggie still think that was just the ghoulies? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, I forgot that Reggie worked for Veronica. Yeah, and he knows Veronica was being threatened by her dad. 
So <laughs> this is I but he he has a very specific line. He did not lay a finger on her directly. Now the entire purpose sorry. No, I was gonna say also during all of this, Kevin is going through the entire purpose, but I'm just gonna point out one other small ongoing thread. Hiram mm. has lots of like secretive phone calls where, ooh, he's finally got the information. He needs to do this personally. Reggie, oh, yeah. please get me an untraceable gun. This is an yeah, undercurrent. He- yeah, he found someone, Reggie get him a gun, then then Marty is like, leave my son alone, and Hiram's like, your son's doing what he wants, blah, 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 back and forth, Reggie disowns his dad, and this all comes to tonight, which is just a night, where, where Hiram, to Reggie, is going to reflect on his own father and his past. So let's take it back, way, way back, to New York City, 19... 19- 88. It says it right on the screen. Which, Erin, uh, what's the problem there? Well, there are a lot of problems. One, we know for a fact that F.P. Jones turned 50 in 2019, which means that all of the other characters who were the same age as him also turned 50 that year. Maybe he repeated a year, although I think F.P. was like a I'm, golden boy. So I'm maybe they're 49. Give, I'm willing to give... Also, maybe Hiram was a senior when they were a junior. Which then, in fact, maybe. makes Hiram older than the rest of them. So if we take the fact <laughs> that we know that F.P. Jones sure, yeah. was 50 in 2019, that means in 1988, all these characters were 21. <laughs> However, <laughs> because this show has no internal consistency, <coughs> the Midnight Club, which... She, I'm sorry, I'm so worked up, I'm dying... The right. Midnight Club, which takes place in their junior year, explicitly takes place in the 1990s. The earliest that episode could take place is 1990 itself. There is no <laughs> internal consistency in the show, and I hate that they made me do math. <laughs> and then, like, and then we watch the the Midnight Club, and like the characterization of Hiram is so we like, we'll get to it as we get through his his flashback story, but like, I was. I had forgotten, so the, the whole, like, FP50 thing, I was like, oh, well, that's an early season thing. They weren't thinking at the time. That was season three. Yeah, it happened after the Midnight Club. It happened the same season as the Midnight Club. They they did, I, like, we, we kind of had to, like, move past how in season one, Fred Andrews said, um, you left me for the rich kid. Which doesn't make sense anymore. Because, because even in season three, everything. we knew Hiram wasn't the rich kid. But this episode will prove Hiram is wasn't, not the rich kid. Fred yeah, Andrews might be the rich kid. Yeah, he wasn't the, he wasn't the, oh, you left me for the rich kid. That's not what you would say in this circumstance. But we got past that. That was season one. I forgot the 50, 50th birthday was season three. I'm like, maybe season two. Maybe that was a season two thing. That happened so recently. That was G and G. Well, and oh then God. the Midnight Club, where we find out that Hiram is A, called Hiram, which we'll talk about, and B, yeah. was a small time hustler. He's a petty, petty criminal. criminal. A petty criminal, yeah. Okay. As dubbed by Penelope. All right. So he's reflecting on his past. Here's what you need to know. Hiram's father, Javier, um, will be played by Marcos Suelas. With a mustache. <laughs> With a mustache. Kevin, I know you want to say all the things they need to know. I just want to ask you a question. Sure. The way this storyline is written okay. is these are new Americans, right? It's hard to tell. Marcos Suelas, I think, puts on a different accent, but it's a more American accent. Yeah, and the mom doesn't have an accent, but they tell the story of new Americans, like, trying to make do in a country that doesn't want them. Yeah, here's what you sort of need to know. It's 1988, but because um, uh, Riverdale's always anachronistic, um, it's more of, like, 1946. Yeah, like, just after the war. Like, we start in, like, 1988 New York. And they're like shining I mean, shoes on a street corner. Now, sh- no, shining shoes has been around for a long time. I think you still go to places like still things like that. But like the aesthetics of this looks like 1930s, so they're keeping the anachronism up, and I'm I'm fine with that. I just uh, kind of wanted Mark Consuelos and the mom to have an accent. Yeah, they'll speak Spanish at times throughout this, but it feels like Mark Consuelos. Is really putting on a very Americanized, like very American, American, American 
accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not like a Texan, but like very... Anyway, so, so Hiram, or uh, as he's known then... I thought you were going to do it. No. Amy. Amy. Um, Amy. You know, a chill yeah, version of Amy Hiram. Luna. Yeah. Amy, Lo- Lo- Amy Luna and his father, Javier Luna, uh, shine shoes. And they're shining the shoes of this one guy who is very nice to them. <laughs> this is the only nice rich man who has ever been on Riverdale. And he's a bit too nice. He doesn't he, have he, his wallet. He begins by being like, I don't have my wallet. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, we're going to show him kind of like, you know. Looking down on like, them. No, I'm not going to pay. He's like, no, what I don't, I don't have a wallet. What I do have is a hundred dollar chunk of palladium and a tip for where there's a palladium mine up in the north. So, man, if anyone <laughs> could go and mine that palladium, they'd really be a self-made rich man, wouldn't they? Whew, the American dream. What is this man's relationship to this palladium in his pocket? Did one of his rich friends just give him a small chunk of palladium? And he was like, oh, I'm getting tired of carrying this around. I don't know, but it's up in is Riverdale. Is palladium really heavy? Yeah, it's in Riverdale. So... They move to Riverdale, and his dad goes and works in what is, we're meant to believe, the Palladium the mine. mine. The mines. But unfortunately, like six months in, there's a collapse, and they found no Palladium. And Then his dad's got to go back to shine and choose. Throughout the entirety of this episode, um, Hiram will constantly refer to, like, my father's Palladium. He could never find his Palladium. This seems to imply he was hired by another person to be someone in their mine. Yeah. Did he or did he open a mine? And what then he worked here? in the mine, you know, self-made man. <laughs> yeah. Like it it's like they're they're combining him being a miner and him being like uh like panning for gold. <laughs> like it's like they've mixed those two things together. This seems accurate. <laughs> also, much like Hermione, Hiram's mom works at Pop Tates. Yes, so, as ev- as as every every housewife does. So Hamie Luna is I guess. busy out outside of Pop Tate, shining shoes with his dad, and he shines the shoes of a man who is clearly a mafia don. <laughs> well, first he does the mean the mean businessman, then he does the nice businessman who is a mafia don, and the mafia don gives him a dollar bill oh. that we don't see the amount of of. I choose to believe it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, he doesn't, he can't split it, it's too much. But he does um, invite uh, Hamie to come to his restaurant. But his father warns him, that man is a gangster. And Hamie's like, you will. Mm. He's like, eh, okay. Uh, so now because it's he's high got school. Other things on his mind at high school, as Kevin said, he's got to go flirt, flirt with Hermione Gomez. Yeah. Um, but this- she can't date a poor guy. Yeah, this is um, actually carries on pretty well from uh, uh, from the Midnight Club, um, with the sense that uh, like her mom doesn't like that. You know, he's a though. In that one, does seem to imply they didn't like that he was a criminal? <laughs> yeah, um, and also in that one, um, <laughs> uh, Hermione or uh, Hermione's very much like. But what is my? Why did my mom say that? She works at the Five Seasons. I got to get out of Riverdale. In this one, she's really on her mom's side for, like, a, a long while. period of time, which is why we have problem, like, trying to figure out where this fits in. <laughs> where this fits in. So, Hamy is rejected for he cannot, he's too poor. It's not even that he's poor, it's that he's a shoe shiner. Yes, because obviously, so is, uh, what's her, we actually get her name. Oh, it's the like Gomez Apollonia family, or something. Yeah, the, the the Gomez family. They're poor too, but they're good poor. I guess. I guess. So Haley uh, goes to go see this Mafia Don, and we know, learn that his name is Vito Alto. Yeah. And he's like, hey. Just Vito. Vito, I'd really like to work for you because I need respect and money, but mostly respect. And Vito's like, yeah. well, I can't make people respect you, but I can make people fear you. And fear is powerful, and that will be an ongoing theme. Yeah, I every single scene that Hiram has with Vito, you will learn a different lesson that he learned from Vito, and Vito will explain to them like their lessons. And this one is, is it doesn't need to be respect; it can be, be fear. Uh, this also explains to us how um, this very Spanish family joined the Italian mafia. 
I mean, it doesn't actually, no, but it, it, it gives an all. idea of why he's in the Italian mafia. I don't know. So Vito hires Hamie to go deliver things. Hamie goes to Sketch Alley, which I guess has been a place since the 80s, even though it didn't exist before 2019. Mm -hmm. And he meets a criminal who we will learn is named Louis. And Louis like, is racist. Yep. Louis says that Louis Spanishes are fast and get paid less. They do, yeah, they do twice the work for half, for half the pay. Louis racist. Louis is racist. But the big thing here uh, that we learn from Vito. Hiram, that Hiram will, will learn, man, that Hiram will learn next, or Hamie will learn next, um, is that uh, you kept your cool, which is important. Because so, sometimes people are racist clowns, and you just got to laugh in their faces, I guess. So yeah. um, Hamie goes home, and there will be numerous scenes where his dad is just, like, sitting in their dark apartment. And he says in the scene... That like he has nice shoes and he was he's been making deliveries for that Italian place, which is like very obvious that he's working for the mafia. Then yeah, and his come father on. later <laughs> later his father's going to be like, I know what you're doing. It's yeah, like, he, yeah told he told you. you. So anyway, anyway, he makes all that money and now he has confidence and also he has a leather jacket. So this yeah. time when he asks Hermione Gomez out, she says yes because of his confidence. <laughs> she. she visibly goes like i don't want to go out then she, then she looks at him and goes actually like i like your coat it's hilarious <laughs> the the flip she does there so they and go it, on the date hamie does the yeah. whole like "Ooh, order whatever you want order anything i'm so rich i'm in the mafia now i understand that my parents have sacrificed everything for me so now i'm gonna sacrifice things for them and then, and then they bond <laughs> over parental sacrifice like, then hermione i love i do love that hermione's also like i also want to do that we have literally <laughs> never heard hermione ever refer to her mom ever ever oh we did meet a grandma wait yeah, we was, met grandma luna was, we met grandma luna wait rom grandma luna Yes, Aaron. So this woman. Do you want to do this now? Because I have it as a note for later. No, we can save uh, it for later. I just only figured it out now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now we'll just do it now. We're already talking about it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so this is the grandma we met later who gave Veronica the rum recipe because Hiram was acting up. No, no, not this grandma. We've never met. In this episode, we do not meet Grandma Luna. Well, isn't Grandma Luna Hiram's mom? Yes, we don't meet Hiram's mom. No, no, Grandma Luna. Oh, no, no, right, it is. I'm getting all messed up. Yes, this is the woman who... <laughs> Later gives Veronica a rum recipe. Who Liv gives Veronica a rum recipe and seems like she's real into the crime. You agree? Yes, I would agree that. I, I know it's feel like never she has seen... lines that like imply like, ooh, use your wiles and giles against your father. Uh, yeah, it's more we don't Hermione. like his crime. Use your um, crime. Yeah, like I, I don't know. <laughs> the, it, it. They do not seem like. I know it's been a while since we met Grandma Luna and did that whole thing, um, but <laughs> not that long. Maple Club was season four. Yeah, but like it feels. It I guess does, it's been seven do, years. They do not feel connected it doesn't feel like what what she goes through would lead to that like, like like her big thing there was like oh you're mentally torturing your daughter which is nah but like where did the whole rum thing come in because the, the entire point is he's using the rum recipe i know i would better <laughs> believe that grandma gomez does this yeah i mean okay. we not that we not that we get much of grandma gomez either but she has more spirit maybe <laughs> we'll get to grandma gomez okay anyway uh, this date where they talk yeah. about their dreams for the future and the sacrifices their parents make gets very very sadly interrupted right after they order their milkshake with two straws yeah uh where Amy is arrested by just the cops like they don't even look like sheriff they look like new york cops yeah so everyone knows once again in the quantum state of riverdale it's big this episode yeah it's a it's a big small town it's a big small town <laughs> So, um, after he gets arrested, he's not going to flip, uh, but he does get help because thankfully Hermione goes to get Vito, because which is Hiram weird. told her during the date that he worked for Vito, and I guess she realized 
I didn't I didn't mean it's weird that she knew it. I meant it's weird that she does this. That she knew to do that. Because in Midnight Club, <laughs> it seemed like they weren't close at all. Well, she liked him and she was like, he he does what his family needs. He's working for his family. Yeah, I just remember that one ending with her being like, she decided to settle for Hiram. Which she decided puts- to make compromises. The compromises <laughs> of his being in the mafia which is funny from this point from a Hiram's point of view where he's like i won her over with my charm so she goes and talks to Vito. Vito posts bail when Mm -hmm. Hiram, i mean hamey meets with Vito, Vito's like did you talk to anyone and hamey's like nope and he's like did you make a phone call and hamey's like no couldn't call anyone especially not my family (laughs) and then Vito's like look i'm gonna make you a collector instead of a deliverer that puts you in the inner circle but let me teach you another lesson. And this lesson is that that girl, you better hold on to her real tight because she's a good lady and she's got your back. Oh, I think I ruined things with her. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Skipping the whole over the whole LARPing thing they did. Where she when definitely Hiram... was super into Fred Andrews. <laughs> yeah, remember the LARPing? <laughs> remember that Hiram LARPs? <laughs> Hiram LARPs with... Tom Keller, yeah. Dilton Doily's dad, yeah. and Marty Mantle. Marty Mantle. Those yeah. are his LARP friends. Those are his LARP friends. So, uh, once again, uh, man, Hermione is very easily swayed uh, because he, he goes, Hamie uh, goes to her. He's like, sorry about last night. Do you want to go out again? And she's like, no. And he's like, I have a car. And oh, yeah, she because is, Vito gave him a car. Yeah, and she is so impressed. That he has a car. They go on a date to sit outside of Pop Tate's in their car and look at it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, this is where we get a very heavy-handed scene on the fact that Hamie's going to change his name to Hiram. He was going to do Hiram Lot, because I'm going to have a lot of money. Everybody's like, you're dumb. (laughs) Absolutely do not do that. Do not do do that. You will be bullied so hard. Be Hiram Maybe Lodge. It's better. It's not good, but it's better. So the next day at it's school, better. he changes his... Well, I, okay, so he does reveal that he did the paperwork to change his name, but in the most dramatic it's, it's weird, way possible. It's a weird conversation where he's like, actually, I'm going by Hiram Lodge now. And the teacher is like, well, did you file the paper? I don't need to know on whether or not he he filed the paperwork what is this? Like, it's not a long scene, but like, but this what 1988 is this? teacher cares a lot. What is this moment where, where it's like, did you file the paperwork? You're gonna, there's a kid named Moose. Not now, but there will be a kid named Moose. Come on. Come on. The other thing with this episode is obviously they had to pay all of the actors like a certain amount. So, yeah. like, Cole Sprouse and um, KJ Appa get the most, like, token lines ever. I think KJ Appa's only line is, hey, yeah, I'm Fred. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all here. But anyway. Um, anyway yeah, so he says he's Hiram, but he does get uh, a little bit bullied by Marty Mantle and another guy. Um, Who is like, not Moose Mason's dad, but probably is meant to be a stand-in for him. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, like, um, he's... You know, oh, even if he changes his name, he's still shining shoes. And then uh, Hiram beats the crap out of him. In the car shop, the same location so. where Archie Andrews beat up all those convicts. Yeah, so, so much for keeping us cool, so, I guess. Uh, Hiram goes home and his dad's like, so, here are you beating kids up and changing your name. I, don't <laughs> I like know that. Where I know where you're getting this money from. If you do this, it's going to cost you everything. Everything. He's, <laughs> the He's dad's really feeling very, it. The dad is um very precedent in this scene. And then He's, Hiram comes back with, yeah. I've done all of this for you. I can take care of this family. I'm ashamed of you. And then his dad's like, well, I'm ashamed of you. And then Hiram's like, I'm not even a Luna. I'm ashamed of me too. <laughs> ashamed <laughs> of everyone. And meanwhile, the mom's like, rum? <laughs> Maybe anybody, we could make rum. Does anybody want my rum recipe? No? I'm not okay. in this episode. It's about him, not me. I'll hold on to that for another 
25 years. Hmm. So, uh, so, um, now it's, uh, it's a reversal of that scene we saw earlier, but now it's Javier, 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 (laughs) now it's Javier asking, um, Vito for, to leave his son alone, like how Marty did in the future. It's parallels. And Vito's like, well, don't you want your son to be successful? And And Javier's like, I (laughs) want him to be a good man. Yeah, Javier's not smart. Because he follows up, I want him to be a good man with, look, you don't let my son go, I'm going to go to the police. I'm going to call the police. And and Vito's like, <laughs> okay, let me think about it. And, and then like, Javier's shot. Cool. <laughs> then Javier is killed. And oranges he... dramatically drop to the ground. And for some reason, they use the same actor to play young Pop Tate, who played young Pop Tate in like the 1960s flashback with Nana wow. Rose at Pop Tate's. I don't know. <laughs> Aaron, they're trying. They're um, not. Yeah. They're not. Now, this is what I mean by this is a direct reference to the Godfather, like with the oranges mm-hmm. falling and... Well... <laughs> Javier is killed in a drive-by right outside of his shoe shine business, which is he Pop liter- He literally says before he gets shot, it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> <sighs> I couldn't have given him... A more "I'm going to get killed" line. Anyway, he's now we're dead. at the funeral, and for some reason, well, for some reason, Hiram has to do the identification for the body, which is weird because he has his a mother. Mom, his mom's around. Anyway, um, uh, Apollonia, who is Apollonia Gomez, being Hermione's mom, does come to the funeral. Which uh, before we talk about this, where? Uh, is this funeral is this it, in Hiram's house? It it almost looked at certain times where I thought it was Archie's house, but there's too much brick. Archie's house doesn't have that much brick. Well, I know it's not. Like there was just the way, like in a certain way, it was shot for a while. I thought it was. I don't know whose house this is. I, I def- think I think they're supposed to be in the Luna apartment, except that it has it, become no, like way, nine times bigger. Yeah, it's way too big. It's got multiple rooms. But there's I think a it's, kitchen. Yeah, every house has a... What do you mean? Every house has a kitchen. But whose house are they in? I thought they had no friends because they were poor shoe shiners. No, Aaron, it's... Aaron, it's bad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we meet Apollonia. Yeah. There's no way her name is Apollonia, but it is now. No, I think it's her name. Apollonia. Um. Anyway, so uh, she comes through. She's nicer now. Although um, Hiram gets real snarky about the whole shoe shine thing. And she's yeah. like, Yeah. I made a mistake, and I can admit that. I'm very sorry your dad is dead, snarky teenager. Um, Penelope, on the other hand, is all... I mean, Penelope and Alice and Hermione are also all there. Uh, and Penelope's just rude, says Hiram's a gangster. So, like, it's kind of a thing they all know, which makes, once again, the Midnight Club real weird. Especially because, like, there's no way this episode takes place... After the Midnight Club ends, because Penelope's not like well, the, the glitzy Midnight Club, enough. Midnight Club ends with them also being like, and then we never spoke again until we were adults. We so, were just strangers passing in the hall. Well, except for FP and uh, Fred, who became great friends. They were friends. Kind friends. Of, they're kind of friends before that as well. I mean, the, Alice is mistaken. She <laughs> says they only became friends because of the Midnight Club. Yeah, the <laughs> I'm really Midnight Club might be really Alice's like. Mental process being like, we all hated each other. We were strangers. And everyone else is sort of like, no, it's fine. It's cool. Also, yep. Alice had like a relationship with FP. With FP. Um. <laughs> anyway, for some reason, all these three women, these three teenage girls are at the funeral. It is yeah. unclear what the time frame is because also the Midnight Club ends with Fred's dad dying. So there's a lot of dads dying during their <laughs> junior year of high school. Yeah, a lot of that going on. Um, but, um, but Hermione uh, stands up for Hiram yeah. and his dad. You know, to sort of show... He, and here's what I want to know, Aaron. How does Hiram know this happens? This is him just thinking what going on in that conversation, right? This is him imagining what he thinks. He Like, he saw those three talking, and he imagined what they said, right? Yeah, because this, then Hermione <laughs> followed it up by coming over and being like, Hey, I'm here for you. Because I want to be very clear. This is Hiram telling a story 
to Reggie, which means also the scene where his dad went to go talk to um, Vito is a scene he imagined. Which he maybe means that's what his happened. dad never went to go talk to Vito. And Vito just killed him for no reason. Which seems more likely, let's be real. Yeah. Um, I would love if it learned that, like, no, that never happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> so speaking of Vito, Vito shows up at this funeral as well. Yeah. Because he had he, to express his condolences in person. Yep, he's doing the real mafia thing where he's like, I, like, I don't know what happened. It's terrible. When you're ready, come back to work. But also, uh, devil's advocate, maybe this will let you become the man you were meant to be. <laughs> and it was at this moment that I'm like, Oh, yeah, no, Vito's the guy he found. <laughs> yep, yep, very I was obviously. If, I was wondering if his dad was the guy he found. Um, and for some reason, he wanted to kill... It's very clear he wants to kill whoever he found. Oh, yeah, because like, he needed that gun from Reggie. Yeah, I'm like, I guess he wants to kill his dad. No, no, it's Vito. A hundred percent he found Vito. Anyway, so Hiram uh, has a quick talk with his mom, being like, no, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll leave the business. And Aaron, how's he going to leave that business? In a blaze of fiery glory. He will go to the restaurant where there's just three other gangsters there, who I guess, I guess, is the entirety of Vito's organization, is him and those three guys and Hiram. They're because, the inner circle. Yeah, because Hiram will draw a gun and he'll shoot them way too many times, right? Hiram voiceover. Hiram never learned why Vito wasn't there. Maybe just coincidence. <laughs> it's like he's trying to make that a mystery. It's n yeah, he wasn't there. I he was lucky. Yeah, you didn't why wait you for a time where you knew he was there, Hiram. Yeah, why do you why are you saying this like a conspiracy? <laughs> anyway, so after he did this, he just took over Vito's business? There is also like, this very dramatic scene where he goes home and he's still covered in blood and he, like, brings, sh like, shakes from Pop Tates to his mom. And he's like, I, the, look at me. So maybe that's when his mom started making rum. I think that's a cut scene. Because, like, there's gotta be a cut scene where he said, I'm going to go get shakes or something. Because he comes back and says, I got the shakes. Like, he, like, we <laughs> should be reflecting that to an earlier line he said to his mom where he's like, I'll go and get us some shakes. And then he goes and does the hit and comes back. Uh, but instead, we just got the payoff, I guess. And so, yes, anyway. Kevin is correct. He follows that up by wiping off his bloody face. And he goes to Louie. And Louie's like, where's Vito? And Hiram's like, I'm in charge now. I'm Vito now. So and Louie's like, okay. I have so many questions. <laughs> Where did Hiram get the drugs that he's bringing to Louie? I assume he just took him from Vito's place. So he just like, took like, over the supply line. No, no. Yeah, no. He literally went in. Like, he literally just told everybody, I'm Vito now. Okay. And everybody went, okay. I have another question. <laughs> yeah. These are still teenagers. Like, we will see very, yeah. very soon. Hiram will become a man. He will turn into Mark Consuelos. But at this yes. point, he's still his own son. Mm-hmm. So we know that the drugs in Riverdale came from... The Blossoms, but the Blossoms who were making drugs were Clifford and Claudius. So where are these um, drugs coming from? And are these drugs well, fizzle rocks or are they cocaine or are they know, heroin? We know Midnight Club had fizzle rocks and specifically Hiram says it's a new drug. And which is funny because I mean, so he's the one who's bringing the drugs. He's not just a dealer. He's bringing the drugs in, in that scene. And like, does Hiram gotta be have it. a connection with the Candyman? Because wasn't the Candyman, like, the connection between the Blossoms and the South Side? Um, I know there were many Candymen, and eventually was Jughead's many. favorite teacher, because there are no good teachers on the show, and there are no good rich men. The thing is that, well, there are no good rich men. Um, the thing is that um, this town has so many drug dealers in it. Yeah, I just, I can't wrap my head around the crime layout As, in this city. The only assumption that I can also go under that has to be true by the fact that Hiram is able to just take over Vito's business. Vito's a bad gangster, right? Like, 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 like I don't mean that as in he's a, like morally. No, he's, he's just bad, bad at, at doing his, it. He's bad at doing it. Like you're telling me that a 16 year old comes in, t kills three of his men, takes over his entire business. Like, and the mafia is like, just, meh. My theory has to be that number, that 
he he was too embarrassed to tell like the rest of the moth the mafia that he got schooled by a 16 year old so he's like no i just left riverdale i don't know i was just tired of that life of crime gotta go retire <laughs> florida yeah it <laughs> i don't know how but we just got accepted and then at some point from here Hiram went to miami and opened some clubs <gasps> I forgot should... about that. Okay, so we have to keep talking. Okay, yeah, okay. So now Hiram jump... is grown up and he's a man. Yeah, we jump straight from him talking to Louie being, I'm Vito now, to boom, he's an adult. And Reggie's like, what happened? I got married. I became a father. And I'm like, Hiram, you became a father before Veronica. Hermosa's older than Veronica. And so Hiram implies in a scene we're going to see right now that he has never left Riverdale because he comes home. He has a whole scene where his shoe gets shined and he gives way too much money to a kid because he's paying it forward. And then he goes home. I was confused. I was confused because this kid looked like that guy from the beginning, McPherson's kid. But that's 2027. This is not not that. No. (laughs) Yeah. So Hiram, maybe this, maybe this is supposed to be Mr. McPherson himself. Anyway. Sorry, then all the timelines are wrong. maybe not wrong. <laughs> then all the timelines are I don't care. So he goes home and he's like, I'm such a successful businessman. I am so good at being in the mafia. And Hermione's like, you are. Look at our baby. Hiram, remember on our first date when you said one day we should go to New York? Now it's time for me and our daughter. But there is no <laughs> suggestion of the time where he left for an indeterminate amount of time to live in Miami and open clubs and make rum. Yeah, and have another child. Now And take care now, of a woman uh, now, with cancer. Now, to be fair, to be fair, I don't imagine Hiram telling Reggie, also I had an illegitimate daughter. Just take a moment there. But it's just the amount that he's like, I got married. I became a father. I never um, left Riverdale until Hermione asked me to. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently he did. And then I guess he went to New York to do different crime there. To do white collar crime. Because it really applied. He was just like an like an embezzler and more of white collar stuff in New York. And then then after he, then he gets out of prison, comes back to Riverdale and just starts doing mafia crime again, I guess. Yeah, so I guess he got out of it. But then it sucked him back in when he went back to Riverdale. Well, uh, well, as Reggie asked, what brought you back to Riverdale? And he just, and Hiram, this feels like a hand wave, doesn't so it? So Hiram hand waves <laughs> over all of his money problems, all of his crime problems, all of the fact that he didn't come back to Riverdale. Hermione did because it was the only place where she owned property. <laughs> yeah, and he just followed her back because she was here. He says, no, my father was right about the Palladium. And then he explains stuff we already know. I mean, also, his your father wasn't right. That guy who told him was right. Yeah, your father gave up yeah. on his palladium dream, like, pretty quickly when it didn't work. Yeah. But turns out, no, the, vi- the vein was a different place. So we built a prison over the vein, and he used the prisoners. But now it's tapped. So it was he needs only the a very the blossom- tiny vein. Yeah, so now he needs the one or the blossom maple grove. I'm like, okay, we kind of knew that already. <laughs> Thanks but for the big reveal does, show. And that really doesn't, you know what that really doesn't explain? Anything else why you did want, ever? Why do you want to destroy Riverdale? We started out with the idea we would learn why he wants to destroy Riverdale. This only explains why he wanted to build a prison. The only thing we and, can take from this is that he wanted to destroy Riverdale so no one else would notice the Palladium was there. Why couldn't he just openly mine the Palladium? Right, he can like, own what? the business. Like, no one's going to sneak in and steal it from a mine. That's what? not how mines work. <laughs> what is he doing? Just mine the Palladium. Apparently, one, like, I, like yes, you had to get rid of whatever was on top of the prison. Remember when the prison was going to be, like, luxury apartments, and then he changed it to a prison? So, obviously, he didn't was... have the Palladium plan then. Yeah, like... They they never mention any of the stuff he did beforehand, only he built a prison there, which means the writers didn't think anything beforehand when he was making his weird, like... And you know what? The story of a man trying to gentrify a small town is interesting enough. Yeah. Why are you trying to become a like... supervillain? <laughs> it's a boss of Maple Grove. And if... And... 
God, it's weird. But Kevin, anyway, let me tell so, you what the big, the actual big reveal of this episode is. Reggie oh, yeah. hears this entire ridiculous hand wavy made up <laughs> story, and he is impressed. And Hiram like, oh, yeah. is horrified by that. He's like, "Yeah, I get what you're going for." And Hiram's like, "No, uh, this was a sad story. This was a story of my destruction." And Reggie's like, "What do you mean? You have money. You have respect." You have a business? What else could a man need? So Hiram's like, one more thing. I need you to drive me. And they kind of ruined the reveal. He, ex- I mean, not that we didn't know it beforehand, but almost because we knew beforehand we didn't need these. He just tells uh, Reggie here, it's like, because I found Vito. Let's go kill him. He's in an old folks home. And Reggie's like, And then he Ooh-hoo. does that. Yeah, he does it. It's then, a creepy yeah. old folks home. He monologues. He does a Valentine yeah. monologue. Let's be real. It, yeah, yeah. And he says, "Are you afraid of me?" And then he, then he shoots him in the face, uh, and that's it. Well, it's not Hiram... it because Hiram uses this car ride to fire the man who is driving him <laughs> in the car. He white fangs Reggie. He's like, "I don't need you anymore. I don't need you. You go live your own life." I will say this next this scene, the next scene that can- that comes up could have been done really poorly, and it's Riverdale, so I always expect that. But he's actually doing quite well because he says, "Go back to your dad." Anyway, and I like this because we all know Reggie's relationship with his dad. He says, "Give him one more chance, or don't, but do what you want to do." And I'm like, "That's better than than like this weird thing where like, because Reggie could, they could have played this where Reggie like goes back because he goes back to his dad and Marty Mantle is still sitting in Mantle Motors like the entire day. Um, he's like, "Oh and- man, I really screwed up." Well, and what I like is at no point does Reggie go, I'm sorry, Dad, I heard this story, and now I learned that I should, um, like, be be thankful of the time we spent where you abused me. Instead, he's like, no, Dad, if we're going to do this, you have to be better. You need to suck and less. I, I'm Reggie. Sometimes I have good ideas. I'm a grown man who can help run a business. If you yeah. want me to run your business, you need to try. Otherwise, I'm leaving. Yeah, Mar- yeah, like, because Marty said they wanted them to be partners. So I, I like, because, like, it's a weird relationship to write because we wasn't, we know what went on between them. We know that Marty abused, uh, abused Reggie. But having Reggie come back to him with control mm-hmm. is interesting. Is, great. Be- is being like, this is like, like, dad, this is on you. I'm not coming, I'm not going to come back and be like, you know, please, please let us find a relationship here. Like, no, no, no. You, you get your nonsense together. Or me, Reggie, is out. And he so, he does say a couple times, you get one last chance. So, you know what? I'll give him that. Um, there's a lot of shows where they do this thing where it's like, what is family? You have to forgive them. So, I, I appreciate that they did a, a good kind of walkie. Like they, got, they got Reggie to a place where there, and they kind of walked it and got him to an interesting state, we'll say. And then they do uh, something insane. Because Hiram <laughs> is hanging out in his bed, eating ice cream straight from the tub, and I really hope he is watching Hermione's Real no. Housewives of New York show, because this doesn't yes, seem, he is. No, because this doesn't seem like the type of conversation that would take place on that show, and it reads a lot like he has just installed cameras in Veronica's house. No, it's it is it's too the real ho- oddly personal for Real Housewives no, too. No. I'll agree. It is an insane thought that they put this on air. But the reason why it, we know it's Real Housewife is because Hermione specifically says it's reality TV and, like, looks at the cameras, essentially. And we keep on getting, like, cuts. It's it, There was a moment where I'm like, maybe it's going to reveal that actually it's not. But it never it never did the twist I thought it was where it would reveal that it's actually, like, he has weirdly built-in cameras. Now, so, Hermione says that Hiram is never satisfied. And then Veronica asks for more information about if he was ever really sick, and Hiram mutes the sound, and no, then I think, I, thirty seconds later he gets a phone call. I think that Veronica. I think they gave Veronica lines that were things the audience was about because they said right, Veronica says he should have retired seven years ago. Was he ever sick? <laughs> we I don't, don't get any like answers. It. Um, and oh, wait, we do. I think this is very important to bring up because um. Hermione says, Hermione actually essentially tells us what Hiram's character is, which is that he is a person who is never satisfied. Yes. 
She just tells us that. Yes, I too um, anyway, made that as, note and said that. He yeah, gets a phone call. He gets a he gets a phone call, and I honestly thought they were just going to ignore this character existed because of the whole I got married and became a father, and they're really focusing on Veronica. It's Hermosa. So Hermosa was the woman, the person who helped him find Vito. Which, after which we knew she was an investigator, I guess. After he did his dramatic shooting, he just walked away into the night. And she had to go there and <laughs> clean up Vito's body and also make sure there were no security cameras. And when there yeah. were, she had to wipe the footage. Come on, yeah. Hiram. Well, yeah, you hire a cleaner. Apparently, apparently Hermosa's now a cleaner as well. I just don't That's, think he should make his daughter clean up. I mean, what he says is, well, I, I mean, you're right. It was the man who killed Grandfather Luna, and I took care of it. So I guess yeah, it's a family I mean, thing. Well, I, I was going to say it kind of makes, like, very in very mafia way, it makes sense. You have a cleaner who cleans up the hit. You, you just keep them separate. Yeah, just the um, fact that it's Hermosa is insane. Well, the fact is Hermosa, because that's, I didn't realize that's what Hermosa does. Remember, she was a detective, but also she ran nightclubs, also, and now she's also she lives a in Florida, and I thought she and Veronica cut ties with Hiram. No, apparently nothing that happened in that, before that seven-year gap actually took he didn't retire. They didn't cut ties with him. I thought Hermosa was the one who had control of his businesses, but... Maybe they'll explain started... to us how he got them back. Anyway, now what he wants to do, he wants to mine the palladium, and then once he gets all that palladium, then he'll get his family back. He'll get back everything he lost. I, I like... So th this, <laughs> this episode does one thing that really annoyed me, which is that they create a skeleton of a character I'm actually very interested in. Mm. The idea that he he just believes, I'll do this next thing, and then it'll be fine. Like, I, want to, I need to avenge my dad. Okay, cool. I need to make up for the fact that my dad never got the Palladium, which I kind of, like, blame some of my problems on. And then I'll get my family back. Like, he's always, I will do the next step, mm -hmm. and then it'll be fine. And it never is fine, because as... Hermione says he's never satisfied with what he has, and that is a cool villain character that is not the Hiram we've ever met. Well, and, like, the thing we keep saying is, like, Hiram keeps making mistakes. He keeps burning bridges and expecting people to be loyal to him. But I don't <laughs> I mean, think we're meant to believe that Hiram is making mistakes. Aaron, he learned everything from Vito. Those three lessons. Keep your cool. Marry Hermione. And don't be afraid to kill people who might be able to he to help you. Well, he's Because Vito, Vito, Vito 100% burned the bridge with Hiram and it was just like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. There's no way he's going to suspect I killed his dad, the only gangster in Riverdale. And they Why did not kill him in a subtle way. They did a full-on drive-by. <laughs> like, it was a mafia yeah. hit. Yeah, and why else would, why else would a, another family decide to kill a random shoe shine guy <laughs> like <laughs> i mean that's why Vito left but why would he be so scared <laughs> what was that what was the situation another thing that sort of got me is just thinking of the way that like the, the show doesn't plan ahead very much if they had planned ahead they could have said remember when all the kids were getting like hallucinations and because the there was the drug runoff from the prison because oh. the prison was also making drugs yeah it should have been runoff from the mining operation yeah but they only like, came still, up with it now like it's still weird that runoff from mining would like give people seizures but at least then it's connected you know that's the thing <laughs> that's like the wild thing they had to have known from season two that Hiram was going to be a major villain like i don't know if they yeah. thought he would be the series villain but they had to have known a little bit because Hiram Lodge is kind of a serious yeah, villain who, in the Archie yeah. comics, right? Who else? Yeah, who else are you going to pick from the comics, really? So I don't understand why they wouldn't have done a character sketch of him explaining his motivations from the beginning. Because instead, this it really seems like, seems like they made him do nonsense for four years, and then we're like, oh crap. Yeah, he's doing random things. He was doing drugs, but then, and like he really wanted to build this prison that, like. Like, well, no, he wa he wanted to... He wanted to gentrify gent New York. Or, sorry. Riverdale. Yes. I guess. I then guess it, yeah, he that was a, wanted to build the prison. Build yes, which we learned was to actually do drugs Then he the wanted prison. to make the quarantine. That was never which, explained. Well, I thought that he did the quarantine so he could move the drugs out of the prison. Oh, right. Yeah. 
then he wanted to kill Archie, and he mostly yeah. got distracted from all other business in order to kill Archie. Yeah. Then he wanted to make rum and fight Veronica. Yes. Then he got sick. Okay. Then he became the mayor. <laughs> oh, and he became the mayor. That's right. Yes. Then he was forced to retire. Yeah. Then we skipped forward seven years. And then he decided to destroy the town he was the mayor of for reasons but, that are still not explained. But we learned. But we learned in this episode he actually. It was, this was always about the Palladium. He always wanted the Palladium. Maybe he thought but, he could make those rich people mine for Palladium because secretly he hated rich people because there's no nice rich men. <laughs> I mean, even broken clocks. <laughs> Hey Aaron, yes, Kevin. Do you want to hear what I learned a little bit about this past week? You learned something this week. Tell me more. Yeah, I, just, I decided to look into Palladium. Ooh, is it real? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a. Um, yes, it is. It's a. Um, it's an element. Excellent. Yeah. Um, is it worth more than gold? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now it is. Right now, I would say that it is worth more than gold. In 1988, it was not. See, this um, is why Palladium is on the show. It's a hot thing. <laughs> From what I could find, well, I think it's just because gold would be like too obvious. Gold, oh, it's too obvious. The best I could find now, once again, I just sort of did this off off a quick search. Maybe people will say that I'm wrong. The best I could find the price of gold in 1988, I mean, like U.S. dollars was 484 an ounce. Okay. Um, um and palladium was 125 dollars. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't. Exactly. Now, um, to be fair, the rich guy says this is going to be the next big thing. That is true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What? What? A uh, the the closest thing I can get here is like Palladium hit a record high of three hundred thirty five an ounce in March nineteen eighty with platinum and gold at one thousand and eight hundred fifty. So still it, not. <laughs> yeah. It does kind of. It, it does kind of scream of I want to do something different than gold. Um. What is palladium I, for? Like, what is it used for? Um, like, like, is it used in construction? Is it used in fine no. jewelry? No, it's very close to like silver, like literal, like literally on the uh, uh, periodic table of elements is right next to um to silver. It's used in a lot in like catalytic converters. Okay. Yeah. So so what is that's what sexy metal. <laughs> <laughs> um. Which is like kind of like then it's very it's very toxic, um, but it's also using like like electronics, dentistry, medicine, like a lot of uh, a lot a lot of like like that kind of stuff. So it continues um, to be an unsexy metal, is what you're telling me. The coolest unsexy, thing about it, that, the coolest thing that I could find about it that I think probably would be if I was going to write stuff with with palladium, it's a key component of fuel cells. Oh, you could do something cool with that. Yeah, yeah, which um would which you you know you use to create power in a in a little cell. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this point, the most thing is that it is like it's just an investment interest. People are interested in it because it's a good it, investment. It could have futures. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like, it's honestly not that exciting of a uh of a metal. <laughs> People really come down to it. It's used in a lot of things. It does um, sound cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like there's some there's some palladium jewelry. It's not super popular as a as a jewelry, but it's it's essentially it's got a lot of very small uses and things. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds cool, and really, that's all Riverdale wants at any point in time. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to know, um, palladium reached. Uh, two thousand and twenty, two thousand twenty-four dollars and sixty-four cents per troy ounce. Um, on the sixth of January, twenty twenty, passing two thousand dollars per ounce for the first time. Great. Yeah. So I guess the future is looking good for Palladium. Good work, Hiram. You invested in the right thing for once, but you lost <laughs> your family. Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. 
Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic had to tell their origin story, but they were the most unreliable narrator that we could ever expect in hopes of creating drama? I did, Kevin. And while I could pick the shoehorned in line so the series leads could make their paycheck for this episode, I instead pick the inciting incident of the flashback, which is that rich man giving palladium to the shoe shiner and explaining to him where all the palladium futures were and why it was a future. That rich man forgot his wallet. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. It's a small thing, but that rich man forgot his wallet and ruined Hiram's life. <laughs> Accurate. He, he just had a he had a chunk of raw palladium in his pocket, and, and he just gave it to a shoe shine. Guy. Did he like, have to give all that information? Like Hiram's dad, Javier, did not even ask a single question. The man just like like info vomited all we, over them. What, it was exposition vomit up the max. What we needed was just a moment before that where where Javier's talking to this guy to establish they know each other quite well. Like he's he's been shining this guy's shoes for like years. And they like, and, like they some, tried to do it a little bit by him being like, Oh, you forgot your wallet, don't worry, pay oh, me yeah, double you, next oh, time. Two times, yeah, time two times next time. But that's not enough to be like, hey, these guys are close up, this guy's like, you know what? I feel like giving this guy a like an, a, tip. a stock tip, essentially. <laughs> Except for uh, Javier actually just goes up and mines it. I guess himself alone until there's a mine collapse. Yeah, that is so, really what it feels like. Like he he just went and started digging in the ground alone. Yeah, so he essentially does it by himself, makes a bad mine, and then almost dies, and just like no more mine for me. I just can't. I I do love how I'd be like my father never found palladium. No one else. Your no one else. Yeah, you, your not father all specifically. of the people working. <laughs> now remember. No, he he does he does say other people died. Only his father survived. Remember the aliens. Yeah. Are the Look aliens related to the palladium? I thought I they were think, from further in the past. I still think that's an unrelated thing. There's also serial killers in this town, so you know it's a whole that's thing. True. That's um, true. Oh my god! Should should the black hood have been active at this time? The first one. Yeah. Um, like, like, like Hal Cooper's dad. No, Hal Cooper's dad did it when they were younger, didn't he? Like when he was a, like a eight year old. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know you're right because we do have the because we have the tape of him being like, "Your dad got cop, and you're going to be a good one," or whatever it was. This is the problem with flashbacks on this show. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, did you find the CW moment? I do. We kind of skipped over it a little bit, but when Apollonia comes to the funeral, um. You mentioned that she goes, like, I misjudged him. I'm going to be honest with you. Javier did nothing. Like, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. He didn't do anything to make Apollonia be like, oh, I was wrong about him. He just got shot. Yeah, like, she's just sad that he's <laughs> dead. And it's she's sad just, when a poor man dies. She's just being nice to a kid at a funeral, which I guess is, like, I don't know why we need this scene where Hiram can get back at this woman by being like, yeah, he was just a shoe shider. And her being like, oh, my God, he got me. This kid clapped back <laughs> so hard. Like, <laughs> I, I don't I think they just care. wanted to do a cool thing because they had the actress back where they were like, oh, Hermione's mom could be played by the Hermione actress. Marisol Nichols, we're so clever. <laughs> Mark Consuelos already played Javier for the entire episode. I mean, but they already get Marisol Nichols back in the in the the um, Real Housewives thing. Do you also I, think you know when they do that scene where they're like, "We need to go to New York now"? I feel like they're doing some weird like fuzziness on the face to make them look a little bit younger. I don't know what's going on in that scene. It's real uncomfortable. <laughs> it's real uncomfortable. Um, but no, shout out to I guess. <laughs> You're <laughs> getting clapped at, clapped back by a kid and being like, guess your dad's a good guy. Maybe it's just to he did show nothing. that Hiram, he just got shot. Hiram has spirit. He'll talk back to adults. No, he's a man, but he's not Mark Consuelos yet. No, 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 no. No, he's not. Anyway, that was uh, that was the episode. God, those flashback episodes, they hit hard and they don't hit kindly. I think what people need to know is we literally could have filled an hour just talking about how this episode and the Midnight Club don't make sense together and yeah, we showed we could, incredible restraint by not doing that we could just do a comparison between those or we could just go back to the midnight cup episode that episode is so bad it's so bad you guys <laughs> so bad you guys go back season three episode whatever season three episode four <laughs> the midnight club 
be ready to scream at the heavens. And it ends with like such a dramatic jughead drop. Yeah, yeah, it's real it's real bad. Um but hey, we don't have to think about that. That is the past. We've got to look forward to the future. We gotta look forward to hearing from you. Yes, yeah, so please tell us. If you can figure out how to possibly make these timelines work, we wanna hear from you. We are at Podcast Moa at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com, and we need your answers. Uh, you can also get uh, you get my books. They're all available at kevinweirbooks.com. Uh, we can also talk about our own Twitter. I'm at Sean Man K. Weir yeah, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at a Flimsy Plan blog on Twitter. I have a flimsyplan.com. Yeah. And I forgot to say, Riverdale's back. Our competition has returned. So give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. Yeah, and we will see you all next week. Will Hiram get his family back? Will Marty Mantle change his ways? Does any of this matter? Answers all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>